0: What's going on, everyone? It's Topski, Platinum producer from Toronto. Born in Toronto, now I currently live in Ajax. Um, I've worked with artists like Chris Brown, Sada Baby, um, Mike Angel, Adidas, Jay Ali, many more. That's just a few.
1: Yeah, man. Um, so that perfect introduction, honestly. Uh, people always ask me like what they need to do and stuff for that introduction, but that was actually a really good one. Uh, appreciate <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um yeah man look uh, one of the things you were saying right before we started recording was that you know it'll give th- this will give people a chance to get to know you um and to get into different sides of you because you know people only see certain sides um, especially with social media I find and like you said you haven't done a ton of press um so this is cool for me because as I was saying to you that I'm still learning a lot about you like You know, I know you same thing through social media. I only see, you know, a few sides if, if, you know, at all. So, um, take us kind of back like where you, you... exactly. Oh yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah. So, um, take us back to your, your producing, you know, journey from the beginning and you, you can go even further back. You don't have to start with where the producing started, but just take us back. Um, you know, who you were back then and how the journey progressed to where you are now.
0: Man, I definitely feel like kind of where I grew up has a lot to do, like, with my musical journey. And so pretty much I would say the first time I really worked on music, I was in elementary school. I did, like, a, a remix, like, an interpolation of, like, 50 Cent's Wangsta. And that was, like, the first time, like, I remixed it and had to perform it in front of the class. And that's the first time I, like, I re- really realized I had talent in music. I mean, I tried to do the DJ thing before on the computer but that wasn't like a musical effort you know i feel like when i finally put pen down and like it came out that's like definitely my first like running with music i did not really put anything into practice until i got into high school though that's when i took music a bit more serious of course
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. i think the first time i used fl i was like i was probably in like grade six and i didn't even know like i gave up like in the first like day i definitely gave up on it
1: yeah When, when did you start uh, getting into like actual, you know, creating the, the instrumentals like, you know, you, you talk about, um, I know you have songwriting credits and you, you are a songwriter uh, as well as, as a, as a producer. Yes. Uh, Which one came, came first? Like which one did one take over? Is, are you always kind of going back and forth or is there one that you're more focused on?
0: I definitely feel like I'm always going back and forth right now. I probably do a bit more like production than songwriting, um, just cause that's kind of what falls into my lap. But, um, when starting off, like it was definitely a good blend. And then eventually, like I signed my first publishing deal. So I kind of put like, I could still submit demos, but I'm like, I was signed to a writer. So there was no point of me really trying to push demos. Like I just focused on beats from there. But, um, overall, like I just try to be a, whole part of the song, you know, a lot of times I hop in the session and I can kind of see like if I need to step in on the writing end and that's like so I make my way available in those situations. Mhm. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. and did w- w- timeline-wise when did you say you like you actually started um, you know, making beats and getting You know more into it and when did it start getting like serious for you was there ever a point where it was just like Okay, you know i'm kind of seeing it out seeing it out and then Was there a tipping point or were you always super serious about it?
0: Okay, yeah, um, I definitely I started producing when I was probably around 15 16 and um So I was producing for a bit And then I eventually like started putting out my own songs as an artist like as a rapper and I was getting a good response from that. Like I put a couple years into the rapping before I released any music. And then once the response was there, it was just like, it was encouraging. So I just continued to do like rapping and producing. And it just became a point in my life where it was like, this is like what I'm good at. Like it wasn't like, I just started taking it serious because I was getting results. I would say Um there wasn't anything like really set in stone, but it was the results that kind of just like yo, I love doing this. There's nothing that makes me more happy, you know? So, um, I just started taking it serious, you know, and putting all my time into it.
1: Mm -hmm. And, uh, when was your first, you know, bigger placement, would you say? Um, and when that happened, what, you know, what was the mindset like when it happened, when you got your other placements, when you started working with bigger people, um, was there kind of like did it start getting on a roll or was it kind of on and off? Um, you know, what was the feeling like? Kind of talk to me about that and I uh, know how that felt for you.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'd, I would say definitely the Chris records I've done. Like I've done two for Chris, and those were probably like my first major placements. Before that, I had done a couple independent artists, and like they, had, I have records that I had done well, but like people still didn't really know the artist as much as Chris. So those were definitely my first majors. Um, 2017 is when the album came out. I did those songs like two to three years prior. And so I kind of was using the leverage that I had these songs in the tuck to kind of like network a little bit. But I definitely had a big gap because like once I had those records, I was told I had so-and-so in the tuck. And when it came down to it, like I was kind of relying on someone else instead of what I should be doing for myself. So I was kind of relying on some songs to come out and they didn't come out. Mm. And thankfully, like, um, I got a lot of support from like the city. So like we have, SoCAN is our PRO. And so when, by the time, like those records didn't come out, I kind of got involved a little bit with SoCAN and they, they pretty much had this thing called Song Camp Mondays. And they were doing it virtually, like, last year for a bit. But they used to have, like, this um, song camp. Anyone could sign up for it, like, if you're from Canada, you know, so can. Um, And they'll put you, they have, like, a studio in their, like, office. So it's, like, they have an office set up. And they had, like, one room dedicated as a studio. And they would put together these song camps, like, literally in their office. So you're, like, working in an office space where there's, like, a setup you could use. And they're obviously like during office hours. So they would set up these writing camps and they were just introducing me to more and more people in the city. And um, so when I thought the ball was like going to stop, you know, like I was just introduced to more and more artists and just like found a way to network on my own as opposed to, you know, just uh, relying on the few resources I had at that time. I really didn't network much like prior to that, I would say
1: wow yeah that's really interesting um and when you say you didn't you didn't network much prior to that was there something about that that caused you to network more was there people around that were doing it more and you learned it from there or it just kind of naturally progressed that way
0: man i would say i was like i was learning from a lot of like local artists in the town that i'm from like the town i'm from is ajax so it's like home to uh, Boy Wanda and t And we had some, there's some rappers wow. from here I was working with at the time. And, you know, I was kind of like, I worked with so many people, like starting off, I was a little turned off from networking because there was a lot of ego involved and I didn't really yeah. know how to do with it. I was just like, yo, let me stay home and cook up or, you know, figure something out. And so I was just like, I wasn't trying to network for a while. And then Kane so like kind of brought back like that that, that kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but like every producer needs to find new artists to kind of grow with and, you know, see what you can do with the artist. So they were a a bunch of sessions and um, that's kind of what got me back into it. And then from there I was like, Oh, the ball is rolling. And so I just kind of used that like as leverage that I'm working with so many different people in the city.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I think you touched on something pretty common with producers at least Um, which is that idea of uh, like egos and things like that kind of ruining networking and just sessions for people and relationships for people. Um, You know, how once you felt like you were at least dealing with some of that and you kind of, you know, went kind of into your own shell almost, I don't want to call it that, but, you know, you're just doing your own thing. Um, What kind of things would you say to people that have had experiences like that? that have turned them off from, you know, networking or get, you know, the positive sides of those things. Um, Do you have any advice that would help them kind of get maybe out of that a little more or things they can do to maybe build better relationships? Or is it more of just a patience thing?
0: It could be a little bit of both. I feel like patience is important. I feel like you definitely got to go out there and just network a bit and work with other people to get better. You know, you're not going to get better. By yourself or just by going on youtube you learn from like real life experiences so of course egos are going to come with that you just kind of gotta kind of need to be prepared for that and um you don't always got to think like things are like someone's going to be an asshole or anything like that sometimes you're going to work with people that you're going to mesh really well with and those are the things you look i look forward to as well you know Mm. i don't experience it like anymore but there was definitely a time like where You know i was in some situations that i was not comfortable with and you just got to be strong enough to kind of get through it just push through it just like anything in life you know you're working hard towards you know um yeah and in the end like the reward is like you become more comfortable when you come in a room with people you're not aware of because you know you know how you need to move in those in those rooms you know
1: right yeah that's definitely something that was they, you know, people always stress to me cause I, I was one of those people where I wasn't networking, um, in person a lot at all. I was just kind of doing everything online. I knew a bunch of like, you know, producers and artists all through the internet, but I hadn't gone and networked much in terms of studios or done any of that. So when I finally went to LA, that was one of the biggest career changing or just like the, you know, it was such a necessary move, um, I was there for like three weeks, but it was already so effective. Oh, you got That's so where. Good time out there. There yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I, I didn't even know initially. I wasn't like I didn't even book a ticket back initially. I didn't know how long I'd be there, but I like that extra week was definitely a little extra, but um, but no, I got I got a bunch. Of, it was great, uh, you know, and I hear people say it all the time so I, I just needed that extra push and when i talked to other producers i look up to that was the one thing they kept saying is just like it's time to just go and get out there and meet these people in person just show your face yeah um, i mean
0: it, that's definitely when you realize like there's so many people just like you you know there's good people out there trying to like you know make some hits and going out there and realizing that is like it's a big change from like coming from like the small town i'm from to like go out there yeah yeah, it's a big leap yeah. for sure
1: for sure Um, if you could remove, I usually ask this question later if I do ask it, but I am kind of curious if you could remove all like barriers and constraints, what projects would you, what project would you, um, undertake if you didn't have any like barriers, like current barriers or constraints that you might have towards it, whether that's financial or anything, what project or projects would you seek to, to go about completing?
0: Are we talking about like musical projects or what do you mean in, in that sense? Uh, That's a good question. Honestly,
1: either anything, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be music.
0: Okay. I mean, like, I feel like some of the stuff I was chasing before, like I've always wanted that billboard number one, like, you know, the Grammys and stuff like that, that's kind of like, Subjective, right? Because there's a group of people choosing that, but the number one is kind of indefinite. You know, it's it's set in stone. So I always used to want that, and now that I'm getting older, I feel like, yo, that's such like a superficial goal. You know, I wanted it so bad since I was like 15, like studying the charts, and I feel like I want to do something to change the industry now, like something to make it better for the creators, like in terms of like just how you know the Spotify like royalty pale for artists is like it's a finesse, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I also feel like, yo, to make it through though, you can't make it easy for everyone. You know, it can't be like that easy to, to get everything you want fairly, like owning your masters or something like that. I feel like Hmm. you kind of still need to work towards those, those points, but just in terms of like the kind of, the way the label kind of deals are. And of course they, then there needs to be some sort of structure, you know, but I feel like, the people in the business side are making much more than the people on the creative end. And I feel like I would want to do something to make more of a balance, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I hear that a lot nowadays too. Like Uh I feel like there's a lot of maybe not movements, but a lot of awareness being shed on that, um, on that problem in many different areas. Right. Including where, you know, the Spotify payout for producers. Um, yeah, it's really crazy to see, it's weird. I don't know. Like when I think about it, you wouldn't think that that would be the case, but it is crazy that that's the case. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, uh, what kinds of things would even like help that change or push towards that change.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's like some kind of laws that, that wouldn't need to be changed, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely bigger than one person. It's definitely going to require yeah. like, you know, a, a team to, to pull something, to make a real shift, you know?
1: yeah what are some challenges you had uh you know coming up even i mean you could it could even be recent challenges um and again it doesn't have to be music it could be really related to anything and what how did you overcome these challenges that you were presented that sounds like a job interview question but it it definitely sounds like a job interview question um so some of
0: the challenges coming up let's see um I feel like this is still a common problem in Toronto is like, there's like a a lack of accessible and affordable studios in comparison Mm. to like the hubs, like obviously LA, you know, there's studios everywhere, but I mean, for the most part, when I was coming up, like a lot of people are working out of home setups or there's a few studios that you could rent and we still don't have that many studios. So in terms of, like, really just working with others and building, like, that community in the city, um, just more accessible and affordable studios. We do have studios now, and there's more and more, like, popping up, but it, it it's still, like, it's not, it's not cheap. Real estate in Toronto is, like, yeah. really expensive. So that's definitely um, one of the barriers coming up. I also think on the writing end, like... Um, There was a time where you know people weren't collaborating as much in terms of writing Hmm. so i feel like people were always just trying to you know you're writing a song or a rap song and you're trying to get off a verse but everyone's like competing with each other trying to see who's coming up with the best verse instead of like really trying to put together the best song i feel like that's definitely changed but that was like one of the barriers I, i i was facing um even like FL, man. Like when I was, when I started using FL, like I never used a VST for for like three, for like three years. I didn't know Whoa, VSTs. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I was using like these things called like sound fonts or whatever. And you right. have, like, have to dig for them in FL. Yeah.
1: That's so crazy, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember sound fonts. I'd almost forgotten about
0: them. Uh, yeah, like that That compared to what we have now and access to like that, I feel like that was kind of like a, a barrier, you know, like we're using such computer generated sounds.
1: <laughs> Bro, it was crazy, man. For me, like I was uh, producing around the time where I, I just saw kind of the verge of like things not being as accessible to just... And- Maybe not an abundance, but it started going towards an abundance. Like even online tutorials. I remember trying to look up things when I first started and I couldn't find the right tutorials. There was like no one really spilling any secrets or any sauce or anything. Now it's
0: beautiful. Like it's open.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually insane how much information it's endless now. Um, But yeah, I remember like back then there was a time where I hit up, like I, I hit up a producer in Toronto this is when I was like really young. I, I barely even really started producing. I was just trying to see what's up, uh, and I couldn't get my mixes to sound great. So I hit up this producer from Toronto on Facebook. He he produced for um, you know Russell or D Pride. He used to go oh, by yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So K effect. like yeah yeah yeah. So K Beats or Kyle. I don't know what if he goes by Kyle Beats now or or what I do think he... he goes
0: by like Kyle. You made that
1: now. Oh yeah, that's what it yeah. <laughs> What am I talking about, bro? He was going viral on TikTok, of, like from these sounds that he'd made. Um, but yeah, I'd messaged him on Facebook. Like he had like a Facebook fan page and I was like, yo, how do you get your mixes right? All this shit. So he'd given me a bunch of tips. Um, oh, but cool. that was, yeah, I, always say, I was so surprised he even replied. It was so like, thank, shout out to him. Yeah, some um, producers
0: have a good heart, man. Like that's always yeah. a blessing, you know, to share anything. Oh,
1: absolutely, man. And I find that usually producers that are like that are super like that. Like they're very, very giving and they're always trying to, you know, help others out versus just like a one-time thing. Um, When you're trying to learn new skills, is there any, you know, any sorts of things you've picked up over the years that have helped you learn things better as you go around? Um, Or is there not necessarily like a, process you just have to kind of figure it out for each individual thing
0: um i feel like i always like learn when with the people i have around me um especially people who are like a bit more musical than me because then i'm kind of learning like just certain techniques of how they're like playing the guitar um in terms of like being open or like strumming different just different techniques or even like um I'm going to freeze up on this, but like just no, you're good. even how you play the drum set, you know, how the velocity changes or the panning kind of goes on that. Like, that's kind of like how I've been learning, you know, just like that's.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, that makes sense. It makes total
0: sense. I feel like I might have lost the question on that one. My bad. <laughs>
1: no, no, you're good. You're good. I was just asking, like, the best um or what kinds of things have you picked up over the years that you know, um, help you learn, like what kinds of things might okay, you do okay, to yeah. help so learn a new, like,
0: new, new thing. Yeah, definitely like the playing technique. Cause then you know how to, like, if you're not using like the real thing, you know what you should be imitating. Kind of like, like I'm saying, when you're playing the guitar, like you can't imitate some of the nicks that you're hitting it or the glides, you know, like things like that. So. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just incorporating more of like live things around me that you can record in terms of like, instead of using like computerized percussion, like one shots, like creating your own kind of thing, adding those. Um,
1: what does that look like for you?
0: Know. What's that?
1: What, what is does that, what does that look like for you when you are using, you know, creating your own sounds or using things around you? What does that, what might that look like?
0: Um, it it just gives my, my sound more of a live feel because I, I'm probably going to use like um, maybe like, a process like snare or something on it and then i want kind of have more live elements but you can't really get that from like the perks and stuff on the computer you know i feel like by recording certain things you know definitely makes it sound more realistic to me you know or more mm-hmm. of a human humanistic kind of feel
1: mm-hmm. what's your main focus right now i know you said you're more focused on producing um so what does that usually look like for you are you sending beats out are you in sessions a lot
0: um. Okay. Yeah, this is a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So for me, I feel like the only time I'm really cooking up is if I have a writer or an artist with me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have the time as much as I used to to really sit there and make beats. I do feel like the best shit comes out when you're making stuff for yourself, you know. But yeah. Um. Just because it's like, if I make something with someone, then I'll have like a song or like hex might have the beat or a sample, you know, like at the end of the day. So then that song can go three ways instead of me making the beat and hoping it goes somewhere. I know it's already has a demo on it. Then it already has the pockets for another artist. If they don't, right. like, if they don't, we don't move that demo. Another artist might be, be able to use it because we've created a, a whole vibe on it already. It's got to be easy for someone else to. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty much like, my process of creating these days, um, mostly like that's the only time I'm really, um, working on beats, but I might send those beats out later, you know, in a pack or something like that. But I'm, I'm really bad at sending packs for sure yeah. it's really hard to keep on top of that.
1: Yeah. Um, when you're cooking, when you're making demos, like how, what kind of relationships do you have with people that, you know, when you're sending them out, what, is there a lot of people you send demos out to? Is there a very select few that you might be sending them out to? What does that process look like?
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sending out demos is like definitely harder than sending out beats or sending out samples, you know, cause it's, mm-hmm. it has like a, a firm idea already on the song. Yeah. And so I usually like, Oh, I might just have a folder of demos that I've made recently. Um, a lot of times it's like, I'm going to have the play or the writer's going to have the play. So, I'm gonna send it to someone specific or I'll send it to a specific artist. There's not always like uh, a set person that I'm sending stuff to. It's like if the opportunity is like worth going for and we have like good relationships with the team or the artist, you know, then we're gonna work on it and send it directly. Um, I, I've never really found like an A&R that that is gonna place a demo. Like that, that's really <laughs> rough.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting, yeah
0: like i've definitely placed demos but on on a smaller scale like lower budget kind of thing for sure um, and sometimes we gotta take those out, you know um we don't want a song sitting there for too long so i'm just yeah no
1: exactly exactly no i'm all about that um who are your top five sample makers or producers you know whichever okay. ones you want to go
0: with damn top five i should have thought about this before we have done no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with I'm a big Dark Child fan. Uh, yeah. Dark Child's up there. Um, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, big so some of like the these producers, like even Max Martin on this list, a lot of these producers I feel like or Quincy Jones, right? He's putting out his own like projects as an artist. And I feel like that's so much more relatable for me. You know, I look up to that shit a lot. Right. You know, someone that's doing everything, I feel like we see less of it, you know.
1: Um, that's true.
0: And man, I'm going to throw T-minus on there because Ajax, you know, got to. Yeah, bro, I didn't
1: know T-minus and Boy Wonder were both from Ajax. Yes, sir. That's (laughs) crazy. Those are such goaded producers right there. They're from
0: Ajax. I I think they like might live somewhere else right now, but no.
1: Yeah, yeah, still. No, that's cool. Sorry, I interrupted Um, you. You had T-minus?
0: Quincy Jones, Dark Child. Um... David Foster, Canadian legend. Gotta have one more, eh?
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know who this last one should be.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to be five. It doesn't have to All be right. five. Uh, Tosky. I like that guy Tosky. He's yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That works for me. And what is your, uh, when you're, when you're making, let's say a demo are is it always your beat? Or are you going to be making demos off, you know, all kinds of instrumentals, whatever works?
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a great question. I would say from up to now, like 2023, it's been only my stuff. Like, but now I have a lot more producers that, uh, I have like an agreement with. So they're sending me stuff, but most of the time I I need to pull it together. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not, not like a knock to them or anything, but I just find like, when I'm working on something, I always find something that I need to bring up yeah. to kind of like where I want it to go. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have like a, a few producers that it's, it's nice because getting, I'm getting even more and more demos back and it's, it's great.
1: Yeah. So, um, what are your top projects and it doesn't have to necessarily be top five. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like, or do you even, do you even view, music in that way where you're like oh yeah these are my top favorite projects
0: oh shit, no that's cool um man i definitely i need to come prepared with these answers so when people no, like really hook me up one day they're gonna be like they'll know like the real inspirations but yeah, i do have yet. like i love i love a good project i feel like we don't have enough projects that that stick around for a long time anymore
1: yeah not, true.
0: it's not that all music's bad it's just like there's so much to consume in like such little time these days. Our mm-hmm. attention doesn't really stick towards something. But um, some of the projects I, I would say that really like um, it has inspired me and um, that I really like um, and just kind of keep me motivated. I would say like um, Brandy's self-titled a- album, like Brandy, um, that's my shit. Drake take care. That was like a big album. Yeah, for me.
1: man. Huge. It's
0: a, it's a big time in my life. Um, yeah. And then house of balloons weekend, J Cole, like the warm up or Friday night lights. Like that's mm. like 2011. Like even like, um, Frank ocean, um, like channel orange or nostalgia ultra, like, yeah like i named a good amount of like stuff that's like really really inspired me so
1: no that's perfect those are some really solid projects take care has always been it's always been number one for me Um, really
0: that's that's good we're brothers (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly no take care was always number one for me bro. like yeah yeah for sure that's cool i feel like we
0: we didn't hear anything like that when that came out you know of course your music like has essence of it, you know, but like, that was like the first time I feel like we were introduced to that, those Sonics, you
1: know? No, for sure, Mm -hmm. man. And the, the memories I have that play, when I hear, like I can pinpoint memories for every single song, that whole project was instrumental. Like I remember, I think I was, I was on a basketball team. We'd always be going to tournaments around that time. And that album was just like the, the theme, the theme album of that. Yeah. Yeah uh yeah i guess i'll ask i mean who do you go to when you're lost like um depends on i know it could be for different things like i know some people have people they go to for music if they're feeling musically lost um you know whether it's in their life or whatever but do you have people around you that you go to or are there certain practices you might do if you're kind of feeling lost or you know need some clarity or something are there things that you do to figure that out for yourself if you even get into those moments i know some people don't
0: um man i definitely like i have a like i'm close with my family i got some like good close friends but i don't really see my close friends often it's definitely i'm definitely seeing more music cats than my close friends and my family but um
1: yeah.
0: i feel like the gym kind of keeps me grounded um and like recently i think we were talking about like some of the, our disadvantages so like about a like about a month ago like I got hit like in the the head playing volleyball and like I lost like hearing in a bit a bit in my Damn. right ear and so I went to the the doctors I went to two walk-ins to like verify and they're like yeah there's a hole in your eardrum and Yo. so like, yeah I got a hole in my eardrum right now and they pretty much said it will take like you know, a couple months like not a very long time to like heal itself yeah like i my hearing like i've been i've been been doing some sessions and like i can't hear as well so even when i'm by myself i'm taking so long to do things and um like pretty much like my creative friends as well like um like people like mike angel and k notes like they're like they they kind of inspire me because they're like yo that's your money makers you got to protect it you know so like always feel like even on all ends Mm. like between like family friends and like creatives that i work with you know i feel like i have a good support system you know um so even when i don't feel like going it's like it's normal like we always just keep going you know
1: yeah yeah talk to me about mike angel man like uh i'm i i I, did he have a song or like so a bunch of collaborations with Trey Songs or am I tripping? Is that the wrong
0: person? Yeah, yeah. That's who um, Mike Angel is. Um, okay. Honestly, like, yeah, he's written for quite a few people um, and he, he was signed at like 300 as an artist at one point. Okay. Um, uh, probably not the, like, best person to, like, be speaking about his, like, career trip, like, his whole, like, career history. But, yeah. yeah. Like, actually, like, I reached out to him, like, I think at one point I was like looking for a lot of like more artists to work with. So I've reached out to him and he actually like, he's seen it. he He's seen it. And, but he just left me on scene. And <laughs> that's <cool>. I don't, he <laughs> sees this like, <laughs> yeah. and, um, it turned out like within like, I, you know, I feel like stuff like this happens a lot to me, but within like a couple of like months, like we were like flown out to like work for this artist, work on this artist project. So they flew me to like memphis and they flew him out as the writer and um we were like so they put us we're on the same flight and so by the end of the flight like we actually like meet each other and he was mad cool and it's so funny because like i literally reached out to him yeah like if he if we didn't work he probably wouldn't have messed with me you know and like we became Mm. like good friends after that so that's just kind of it's funny how things work you know
1: yeah well so that's what i was curious about so uh they had flown you uh, you guys out and that's how you guys actually had linked up
0: yeah they like like an independent kind of label yeah
1: no that's yeah that's what i want to ask that's really that's a cool way to meet someone and that is really interesting that you had reached out a few months before Um, yeah
0: i mean i feel like things go the same way i feel like there's people that reached out to me and then like then I meet them and then I don't even know the whole time. So it's, I know he had me on scene. It's all good. (laughs) That's
1: so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the most like important exercises I did, this was like two, three years ago when I first started really working with artists in the studio, like really writing songs, working on the actual details of the song um, and the bigger parts. So the, the lesson that I learned, we, I'd structured a beat after this like top, you know, billboard song that I'd really been enjoying. And when I actually attempted to structure it through it, like using it, it was so interesting to actually see, like I had a vague idea of the structure, but when I actually built the beat out around it, it was so crazy to see all the things that I wasn't doing before that helped me see like, Oh, you know, this is arguably a simple structure, like in the overall, but the little things they did within the structure to keep the song interesting all the way to the very end was super, a huge, huge learning experience for me.
0: Um, I mean, I feel that a hundred percent, a lot of stuff that we like is, is simple, you know, but they do keep it. You got to find a way to keep something interesting, you know, for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that really just like, I always knew that structure was important and I would emphasize it, but I, I always would like I guess underappreciated for a long, I I always, I had underappreciated structure for a very long
0: time. Like it it can make a really big difference. Cause you know, I feel like sometimes, like in a lot of situations, if you're working with, um, depending what kind of artists, like sometimes we're not producing the song, like the engineers with the artists producing the song, you know, Mm -hmm. so they can kind of, the artists themselves are smart enough to kind of like, they can structure it themselves too. So it, there's always like blessed situations like that, where, you know, you might That's just true. only have like two sections on a beat, but like they can move everything where they need to, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Like I again, yeah. Like you've hit honestly a bunch of the things that I'd asked. Um, actually one thing I do, I am curious about is, uh, equipment wise, um, is there like a, a piece of equipment other than maybe your computer or whatever you cook up on that you would say is like, kind of, I don't want to say your prized possession, but something you really stand by. <laughs>
0: um, I, I like my, uh, my, my interface is like the baby face pro. Um, that's been doing me pretty mm-hmm. solid for. For the time being, um, yeah, definitely. It's probably the babyface pro out of like my whole setup. Yeah. Like that thing's like, it's so easy to like just travel with it, you know. So uh, that's dope. That's,
1: yeah, yeah. And actually, on on the note of traveling too, is there any tips you have for producers that are starting to travel, or music people in the music industry that want to travel? Is there any things that they should keep in mind or be aware of as they start to do that?
0: um like i th- i would say i feel like we all feel this way if you're going to la for like a duration of time just have a daily budget you know you want to know how much you're going to be spending on food travel and like just even staying out there can add up so just kind of being financially like aware um when you're going on these trips but i also feel like it's important to like you know let people know if you're going out there don't be afraid to reach out um the worst thing that can happen is like you don't link up with someone um and then just kind of go there in the mindset knowing that um, maybe someone may flop. You might need to plan like two sessions, three sessions a day just to kind of be aware of like it's real life. You know, people might yeah. even have to cancel for like emergency situations. You know, you just got to be understandable and be able to like kind of pivot, you know, like, when you're traveling.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. When I was there, there was a guy that I had uh, I'd planned a session with. And I told some of the other guys I was working with that I'd planned a session with him and they're like, did he respond like today? I was (laughs) like, no. And I was like, "Or they, and they were like, yeah, that's, that's on point for him. Like, that's what he does. I was like, okay. Uh, I mean, I did end up getting in the studio with him. It was just kind of funny to see that. Yeah, that's, there's people that are just kind of known there for flopping and (laughs) just, you know, the the original plan is not going to be the final plan. Um, but uh yeah no there's i mean definitely a learning experience i'd gotten a bunch of tips beforehand from people um but you know obviously going down there yourself and doing that yourself is the best way to learn yeah man you um, gotta
0: let, you gotta let me know when you're coming out here
1: yeah absolutely man so where are you you did you say you're still in ajax or you're just in yeah, Toronto I'm, now,
0: like... I'm still in ajax we've got a, a studio cool. in scarborough and then whenever people are downtown like always ran out a spot down there but yeah Yeah, for the most part i'm in the i'm in the east end oh i'm just i want to know how do you feel about like the the current environment of music and you know where do you see it like kind of going in the future you know like especially with this ai shit right now because this a lot of the ai stuff has got me like you know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no man i i think that's such an interesting thing like uh when I, cause I started, when I started to really see it and so I'd start to bring it up to people and be like, okay, you know, what do you think about this? Cause me, for me too, I was very, very skeptical. I'm still very skeptical of <laughs> like, you know, there's so many if, ands, or buts, like a lot of potentials that could happen with this. You know, even we, if we talk within music, that in itself is really crazy what could happen. There's already music AIs that are, you know, making some pretty crazy stuff right now. Um, and then outside of that, just like everyday life, there's so many potential impacts it could have. I think a lot of people are like underestimating what it can possibly like potentially do. Cause I talk to people and they're like, yeah, you know, it'll, it's okay. Like it's just technology. And every time we improve technology, we improve their lives. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. This one feels definitely a little bit different to me personally.
0: I feel like if we if it doesn't take over, like it's gonna be necessary to incorporate it in your workflow, because even yeah. like me, like a couple years ago, I wasn't like so keen on using things like scaler and all those like you know. Yeah, I feel you. Stuff, but like I feel like there's some people that have used those to like a lot of their potential, um so I feel like it's definitely gonna be a part of music, even with the way it's like creating songs right now. It's, yeah. like it's insane. <laughs> Thing we were t- we were talking earlier about like our are kind of like what we want to do with it or like our goals and where we see taking music. So this is kind of like right now, like where I'm at, um, definitely want to get into the international bag. Got my first sync placement last year. So I definitely want to do more of that. And then my own music again, like I used to release music, but as an artist, but now it's this time, it's like songs I've produced or co-written kind of thing. So because I'm sitting on so many of them, um i'm gonna put them out and i've always wanted to do this i've been applying to like a few programs to try to get the grant money so that i could have a like, successful release but um i feel like at the same time you know i think the music's good and um with the with the little push on my end you know i think um that they'll do some numbers and uh, that's kind of what i'm looking forward to is like experiencing like what it's like to release music as an artist in 2023. Cause we mm. also definitely see a lot of these producers, you know, they get to branch off and do their DJ sets. And I think just yeah. having my own records out there, you know, just kind of opening that door a bit. Um, and um, yeah, no, I'm just, ex- I'm excited to see how people like actually receive the music I put out. Um, I'm looking toward doing some kind of distribution like at this time. Mm-hmm. So just like a different aspect than like just being the producer, you know, trying to put out my own stuff for a bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, actually before I want to touch on that for sure. I want, I want to ask quickly about your sync placement. Uh, what was your sync placement?
0: So I got a sync placement in P Valley. It's like on the stars network. Oh, so cool. yeah, it's a pretty cool show. Um, and it was with, a an artist I work with porcelain. Um, mm so it was pretty much through like an independent label, like had, um, there, I forget the right word for it, but they're definitely working with like the sync team on, um, uh, another with another company. I think they had an agreement with or something like that. And, you know, um, yeah, that's definitely the first sync placement. And I've learned a lot from it because even though I'm like super proud that I got a sync, um, like you can li- go watch the episode and like, the music is so tucked in the background. Oh uh, so yeah. Like, yeah, I got a W cuz like they have it, like they're even promoting it um on like the stars network, like that they, yeah. they have like the song track list for the episode and stuff like that. But mm. it was tucked in the background. And so I know I also learned that like you can even you'll get paid more if it's like off or uh, well, like the kind of the royalty payouts are more if the song is more prominent
1: yeah so
0: I didn't know that yeah <laughs> it sense,
1: you know, it's only right yeah yeah I'm looking forward to that man for sure
0: um you know uh no, I'm gonna send you the ones I have right now like I have like a yeah send uh, those through bro like send those through I got someone I... like on the mixing end and I'm like the mixing I feel like is like a, such an important aspect on music because it like it puts everything in the right space yeah and so having like my songs actually like Mixed, like I'm, I'm happy for that too. You know,
1: for sure, man. Okay, yeah, send those through. I'm really excited to hear it. I think I've heard like a, a, a bit of your stuff on Twitter, but it was such a small snippet. So I'm, I'm looking oh, forward to me, yeah. it.
0: <laughs> probably hear a couple of snippets on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like I'm going fishing when I do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure. Like I said, if there's anything else you want to say, or you can also plug yourself now again, um or like the actual the full links or whatever, if you want now. Uh, yeah
0: okay yeah Um, I'm at T X P S K I'm at T-X-P-S-K-I on all socials Um, yeah just and it's Topski that's how you pronounce the name
1: awesome man thank you so much for your time bro I really appreciate it yeah man I'm glad we could do
0: this